the show that covers everything in the South is here for another two-hour ride down the Southern. A nice Spanish moss-filled live oak lane with you as we're getting toward the end of April 2020. I'm John Rawl. Thank you for tuning in to the Y'all Show. Boy, do we have a great show coming your way today. We have a teen author coming up later this hour. Gracie Dix is an author out of Dallas, Texas. She's an 11th grader, and this year already she has penned her second book, and it's just come out called Welcome to Superhero School. If you've got a little one that's looking for a good read, a sort of a fantasy author, the fiction writer, Gracie Dix. Is going to be on. It's going to be a great conversation coming up later this hour. Before she get, we get to Gracie. We've got to tell you, we've got our Southern political report coming up, and we've got some information coming from both Virginia and Georgia in terms of state politics that we'll share with you as part of our Southern political report. Plus, a guy that you probably have seen on Fox a lot, Juan Williams. He's penned an opinion piece at thehill.com about who he thinks the four black leaders that will need to be all together to help defeat donald trump in the 2020 general election we'll share some of that article with you in our southern political report we also have headlines from across the southeast that we'll get to momentarily in hour two of today's y'all show we've got sports lanyard to kick off things an update to that murder investigation taking place in georgia where a two-lane basketball player has been charged with murder and now his attorney is speaking out and we'll let you know what that attorney is saying in our sports lanyard plus some other news and notes including a veteran nascar driver deciding to get back under the wheel in the resumption of nascar when that happens and there's a reason why he's doing that we'll explain Playing that in our sports land app in hour two. Then we've got a real, real treat for you for our barbecue barrister portion of today's y'all show. Yes, Matt Herrmans will be on, the guy that we always bring on to talk about grilling and barbecue and food. But we have a very special, special barbecue guy coming on to join Matt Herrmans and myself. And that's Matt Moore, who's written a couple of books about grilling and barbecuing. And he's got the new book. It just came out the other day, Serial Griller. And he's going to be checking in from his perch in Nashville, Tennessee, as this author and uh, pilot and a renaissance man, a good southerner, Matt Moore, will be on an hour or two to talk about his new book and all that he's got going on in the barbecue world that's going to be really really tasty a tasty conversation with matt moore matt hermans and yours truly john rawl all right here on today's y'all show our number to, to connect to us to call us anytime we welcome your feedback it's 803-816-1170 our website is yall.com y'all.com is the ultimate guide to the south and don't forget to check us out on facebook we're at y'all magazine y'all.com on facebook the y'all shows also there on facebook please follow us also subscribe whatever the options are for you we need you to be part of what we're doing here because we do our best to bring the south to you each and every day looking in headlines of what's going on across the southeast we know that smithfield foods out of virginia they've had to shut down portions of their meat plants in south dakota and i think i just read where they're going to be shutting down something in another state too tyson foods they've also had problems at some of their meat processing plants i just got a a little memo sent to me i can't confirm it that a chicken processing plant in south carolina also has employees that have tested positive for the coronavirus therefore they're having to scale back production if not shut it down altogether 
as the COVID-19 has infected hundreds of workers at meat processing plants across the countries and, of course, slowed down or closed these various meat plants. The 15 largest pork packing plants account for 60% of all pork processed. So when even one of those plants closes for a couple of days or weeks, that will cause a problem with the meat price around the country. The result that the nation's pork processing capacity has declined by about 25% of last week and that is coming out of Iowa, where that report says. But yes, because of employees testing positive, expect a reduction of your meat selections and also the price of meats to also be raised in the coming days if they haven't already hit you. In fact, the last trip I made to the grocery store was on Sunday, and I did notice that some of the ham products were not available. But I think the hamburger meat, the cow, was available. But it's getting scary, real scary, if our meat, if our supply of meat is diminished and or not even available. We might all be eating cereal every meal if it comes down to it. And surely, surely that won't also be affected by employees at those type of factories coming down with the virus. But a scary time. And right now. A lot of people are concerned about the chain of food being available going forward if more and more factories are affected by employees testing positive. Well, we know that on Friday of last week, the state of Georgia had a lot of heat directed at Brian Kemp. Even Steve Harvey came out against the governor as Georgia opened up some of the businesses that day. On Monday, Tennessee was amongst some of the southern states that decided to open up some of the businesses following the coronavirus shutdown as Tennessee joined Mississippi and other states, allowing some businesses to reopen under new health guidelines as states try to begin relaxing some of the lockdown restrictions to help get America safely back to work now georgia as we said they along with oklahoma started on friday of last week loosening some of those restrictions despite health officials warning the gradual return to daily life might be happening a little too soon in the state of tennessee there's something called the tennessee pledge that governor bill lee's office is pushing as tennessee has seen the average daily infection rate remain stable for two weeks following a ramp up in testing and that let restaurants open back on monday with a 50% capacity in 89 of Tennessee's 95 counties. Now, on Wednesday, retailers are expected to reopen in Tennessee under those same rules, with workers in both industries asked to wear face coverings and follow federal guidelines regarding hygiene under the governor's plan. Again, this is dubbed the Tennesseans Pledge, that coming from Bill Lee in Nashville as Mississippi also is trying to get back up and going. Mississippi's Safer at Home is the executive order that Tate Reeves signed last week that lets retailers reopen, and that happened on Monday with 50% reduced capacity. Businesses that cannot avoid social contact, like salons and gyms, are not going to be allowed to reopen. Movie theaters and museums also are going to stay closed in Mississippi while restaurants are allowed to resume takeout service. And that's what the governor did there in the state of Mississippi. But I know that Kay Ivey, the governor of Alabama, announced on Monday that sometime today that she's going to have a big press conference. I think lunchtime-ish is when that's going to happen, and she's likely going to ease off some of the restrictions of Alabama. So more and more states looking to try to open the 
open sign back up and get their states going here in this coronavirus pandemic one sign that georgia might be just getting kind of back to normal is the opening up of the state's more than 400 locations of waffle house well on monday about 330 waffle houses locations in the state of georgia were open that's Almost, what, 78, 70 to 80% of the Waffle House locations open on Monday. Great news there if you're a Waffle House friend or fan. And, yes, you had people going in there supporting them. However, the seats there that you might go if you go to your local Waffle House in Georgia, a lot of the seats are kind of blocked off. You can't go there as Waffle House already had begun to implement a series of new health and safety precautions before closing its dining rooms in Georgia. And now that they've reopened protocols there at your Waffle House, have every associate wearing a protective mask, also stringent disinfecting between customers and blocking off tables and bar stools to allow for social distancing that at waffle house in georgia and chances are that in tennessee the waffle house locations there will be following a similar policy but a very weird reality that we're all experiencing right now but it's good to have that scattered smothered and covered option if you can get it i know that i've been in some areas where waffle house has been located and i've seen lots of waffle houses shut down over the last couple of weeks and nobody in their right mind would have ever dreamt that a waffle house would close willingly but that's what's had to happen due to the pandemic in the state of Virginia, with the kids out of school and some areas of the state not able to offer Internet service to some of the kids who are having to do assignments and more, well, they came up with a pretty bright plan in Hopewell City and the public school systems there in Virginia. And that is 31 school buses in the Hopewell City public schools are going to go around giving wireless signals to homes within roughly 300 feet. Now, this is just outside of Richmond, as the technology on the school buses allow students to continue distance learning while schools are closed during the pandemic. The officials there at the school district say the project is to close the equity gap of Internet access in the district. But some of those school buses, again, have wireless routers. And so if it gets near the homes of the kids, maybe in an area that there is a maybe a large number of kids in one housing development or maybe a large apartment complex getting within 300 feet of the bus means you can surf the world wide web with a school bus that frankly right now most of those drivers and most of the buses are just sitting there collecting dust right now so a pretty smart plan there coming from the commonwealth of virginia to louisiana we go and a little duck dynasty news for him willie robertson's home in the news because a man has been arrested in connection with a drive-by shooting of the estate of willie robertson of duck dynasty daniel king jr booked into a correctional center after two homes in west monroe louisiana were struck by gunfire at the end of last week that according to the washita parish sheriff's office no one injured in the shooting but according to reports it looks like they were just spraying bullets across his property that according to duck dynasty star willie roberts good news that robertson not hurt and also said that his family was pretty shook up after one of the eight of eight of the ten bullets he said were fired at the residence went through the bedroom window of a home where his son john luke robertson lives with his wife and instant infant child so a very very unfortunate situation but a happy ending nobody of course hurt there in west monroe louisiana of course willie robertson the ceo of duck commander the multi-million the multi-million dollar duck call and decoy enterprise that has that a and e show duck dynasty 
and more. But luckily, a drive-by shooting gone awry, but luckily not hurt. No one hurt there in that portion of northeast Louisiana. Now, more stories coming out of the Pelican State. Sadly, Rene Relayman has passed away, a man who fled the Nazis in World War II and ended up having a very long lawyer life there, leading a long legal life in New Orleans, helping victims seek restitution as Mr. Lehman has passed away. As he was 15 years old when his family fled his native Germany, a boy whose childhood was clouded by the increasing anti-Semitism flooding the country under the Nazi regime and ended up settling in New Orleans where he helped co-found a synagogue and build a prosperous law practice in which he was able to assist Holocaust survivors with collecting reparations from the German government. And Lehman died in hospice last week at age 94 years old. Again, a Holocaust survivor and a New Orleans lawyer, Renee Lehman, passing away. Another passage to let you know about here, coming from the state of Louisiana, the longtime head of the LSU Tiger Band, Frank Wicks, has passed away at the age of 82 as Wicks led the LSU College of Music and Dramatic Arts and the LSU Department of Bands for many, many years. I think from 1980 to 2010, he held the position of director of bands at LSU. LSU's band, by the way, the largest collegiate marching band in the country. In 1997, the Tiger Band was unanimously named the Outstanding Marching Band of the SEC in a poll-taking of SEC directors and uh, just a, a major force in college athletics, the LSU Tiger Band, your band that played Tiger Rag for the national champion LSU Tigers, but a, a very, very beloved figure in the Pelican State and now has passed away at the age of 82, Frank B. Wicks in Baton Rouge, former head of the LSU band. Speaking of music and passages, a passage within the Elvis Presley estate, as longtime friend and bodyguard of Elvis Presley, Dick Grove died at the end of last week as he was Elvis's head of security from 1967 until Elvis's passing in 1977. Over the years, Grove had the opportunity to have have him at uh, he went to graceland many times and so perhaps you went to graceland over the last 40 years and saw dick grove as he was a, a regular guest at graceland and welcomed by the graceland family to come back where he and elvis were great friends and again he was the head of security there for dick for elvis dick grove passing away i don't have an age for mr grove but if you know anything about those last years of elvis and the memphis mafias helping to protect the king a main part of that grove passing away did you see the story and see the video coming out of north alabama as four-year-old spencer briggs of lacey springs that's around huntsville he got bit by a rattlesnake in the driveway of his home and rushed to huntsville hospital this little four-year-old boy where he had to receive 12 doses of, of antivenom and had to be moved to the hospital's icu and luckily, he's now been moved out of that into a normal bed, but a scary situation. And the rattlesnake that bit Briggs, all this was captured on video there at the home in Lacey Springs, Alabama. And I saw that video, and it really is amazing that nobody saw this snake because they had like a moving truck pulled up in the driveway, and there were some other cars. There were little dogs running around the driveway. Other kids, the the parent, evidently, of one of the kids was there on that truck and they were all sitting there talking and the the snake was about four feet away 
kind of in a crack of the driveway, and this little four-year-old boy, Spencer, goes and steps on the snake, and it bites him, and he had to be rushed off to the hospital. As Briggs, the father, said, no one saw the snake until after it happened. When I got there, I barely saw it. It looked like a little mud or stick on the ground. And he said, I can barely stomach watching the video. We thank everyone for the warm wishes and prayers, especially the Lacey Springs Volunteer Fire Department, along with EMS and the Morgan County, Alabama Sheriff's 911 office for the extremely rapid response that helped get Spencer the care he needed. But yeah, Forrest Briggs there talking about his young son, Spencer, four years old, getting bit by a rattlesnake. Luckily, it looks like he's going to be just fine and and it's going to be all well. That's something else we have to deal with right now. It's it's springtime. Snakes are out. In fact, with so many people off the roads and out of the woods and not doing their normal thing here, it is, I'm sure you've seen on Facebook and other places, lots of snake sightings. Snakes, I had a friend of mine from college put out a video of himself the other day. This was, was not something he was sharing, but he had a snake on the inside of his car crawling like around the sunroof on the inside of the car and i don't know how in the world he could have not had to change his underwear after seeing that he's a tough guy i know but that was one example of a a snake there and then i saw people chiming in about some other snake stuff popping up and a lot of people saying they're seeing more snakes now than they have ever seen and one guy that i know killed a copperhead in his yard and then another snake was in his yard the very next day that looks like a copperhead, but it's a harmless, non-venomous snake, and he didn't hurt that snake. Good good news there. But a lot of people were saying, yes, I, I have killed snakes almost every day on my property. And I'm, I'm not sure if you're supposed to kill snakes depending on where you live, but yeah, snakes are are out big time right now and people being off the roads and not being in their normal routine with the coronavirus is not helping if you if you don't like snakes this is not a very good time for any of us right now how about a story coming from florida a welcome mat put a at a home there said come back with a warrant so guess what deputies came back to that house in palm coast florida with a warrant and guess what the deputies found they found drugs and drug paraphernalia inside and this was in palm coast and uh, yeah as part of an investigation into illegal drugs the flagler county sheriff's office goes back there with a warrant deputies found fentanyl and drug paraphernalia inside during a search late last week and yes the flagler county sheriff rick staley said the this poison peddler had a doormat that said come back with a warrant so we did our detectives did a great job in following up on tips received on this residence we still have some follow-up work to do but for now the deadly drugs and syringes seized are off the streets investigators there in flagler county say there were four people inside but no arrests were made immediately the Florida Department of Children and Families contacted regarding a child there at the home. But don't put out a, a welcome mat that says, come back with a warrant unless you want to get served. And that's what happened there in Flagler County, Florida. And if you thought that story was crazy, how about this one coming from Middle Tennessee, where a man in a gorilla costume has now been charged with burglarizing home around Mount Juliet in Wilson County, Tennessee. Mount Juliet police responded on Sunday to a residence on the 1900 block of Dunedin Drive. 
where a resident had confronted a man in the backyard after realizing he was just inside their home. Police said the man, who was wearing a gorilla costume, took off running but was located by officers nearby, and their officers arrested 31-year-old Richard Music and he was from nearby Old Hickory. According to the police, the investigation revealed that Music thought he was someone at someone else's home and was looking for another individual. He was booked into the Wilson County, Tennessee jail and charged with aggravated burglary. Burglary in a gorilla suit. Uh, only in Florida? No, no. Listen, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, home of one Charlie Daniels, by the way. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we got a quick political report to share with you. Some news from Virginia and Georgia, plus Juan Williams of Fox. He's writing an opinion piece at TheHill.com, and I'll tell you what he's got to say. That's coming up. Plus, don't forget, later this hour, teen author Gracie Dix. This 11th grader has just written her second book, Welcome to Superhero School, and we're going to be talking to her direct from Dallas, Texas, later in the hour. This is The Y'all Show. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, to and tiredness, 2-3%. to While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. Don't forget, we got two authors coming up on today's Y'all Show in the next segment. 
teen author Gracie Dix will be checking in from Dallas, Texas. She's written the new children's fantasy book, Welcome to Superhero School. Go get your little ones and let us hear the interview with Gracie Dix coming up in the next segment. Then in the next hour, our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, is going to be joining us. And we're also going to be joined by the author of the new book, Serial Griller, Matt Moore. This is his third barbecue slash grilling book. And we're going to have a, a very welcome conversation with Matt about his new book, All About Grilling. And that's coming up in hour two of today's Y'all Show. Now, what's going on in the world of Southern politics here on today's Y'all Show political report? Virginia Governor Ralph Northam has been sued by a pastor that's been facing a fine and jail for holding a 16-person service as Kevin Wilson, pastor of the Lighthouse Fellowship Church, and that's on Chincoteague Island, which I think is near where Ralph Northam grew up as he grew up on the eastern shore of Virginia. And now this pastor, Pastor Wilson, has served a summons for holding a Palm Sunday service back on April 5th, on the 5th of April, with 16 people spaced far apart from one another in a sanctuary that fits 293 people and then he got again served a summons so now this church has filed a federal lawsuit a federal lawsuit against the governor of virginia after police threatened the pastor with jail time and a $2,500 fine for violating the state's coronavirus closure and that is pretty wild to see a governor being sued in federal court the church has declined to comment and has directed questions to the law firm that will be representing the pastor there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, we told you recently in our Southern Political Report about a Democratic state representative in the state of Georgia who has decided to support President Donald Trump. And he recently came out and announced his endorsement of President Trump. And then, after he got a lot of kind of grief from the state Democratic leaders, of course, he was a Democrat, he had to end up to essentially announcing he would resign effective immediately. That's when Vernon Jones said he would be doing that, posting a Twitter video stating he changed his mind after that, though, because he received overwhelming support from his constituents. Because of what you did for me, I'm going to remain on the battlefield, Representative Jones said in the Atlanta area. I'm going to complete my term. I'm going to continue to put my country before my party, and I'm going to do everything I can to get Donald J. Trump elected and i saw some of the stuff he put out on twitter before that decision he said the left hates me because they can't control me and uh, yeah some people really have been very vocal on both sides against this representative from the state of georgia vernon jones democratic lawmaker in the halls of government of atlanta and now he has decided to stay in office which i think is a good idea I mentioned last week when I mentioned the the story about him saying he was going to resign after all the criticism, I said he ought to be a man and stick to it and and, uh, deal with it. Don't give up a seat. And now a guy that puts up with a lot of grief on Fox, Juan Williams. Did you know he was a Hill, the Hill.com, a columnist there? And he's just written an opinion piece titled Four Black Leaders Who Can Defeat Trump. And Juan Williams who is a longtime newspaper writer and more besides going on Fox, has come out with the four people that he says are going to be the fantastic four as all eyes wide open at the work being done by Joe Biden by four black Democrats could help push him to the victory in November. According to Juan Williams, those four blacks are President Barack Obama, his wife, former First Lady Michelle Obama, as well as his former Attorney General Eric Holder and 
Stacey Abrams of the Georgia State House Minority. As a, she was a former State House Minority leader in Atlanta. Those four, according to Juan Williams, are the key for Joe Biden to get a victory. As Obama has already come out and endorsed Joe Biden, I don't think that we've seen his wife, Michelle, do that. She's too busy dealing with books, to her credit. She's had a very successful book out, I think, called Becoming. And as far as Eric Holder, I don't know what he's done or how much he's done here lately. And then Stacey Abrams is always trying to find a television camera and make her push to be vice president. So more to come on that, but it's, it's an interesting read. If you want to go to thehill.com and find the Juan Williams piece, as we all know, I don't think it's any any shocking statement for me that without the black vote, without the black woman vote, I don't think there's any way Joe Biden could have had his rally and come back to be the Democratic nominee. So he certainly owes black women a lot of love, whether he's going to pick one. He said he's going to pick a woman. I'm sure he will pick a woman, as he said he would. I'm sure he's going to pick a black woman. It could be Stacey Abrams. could be Kamala Harris. could be Michelle Obama. That is maybe the biggest question left of this year in the world of politics is who's going to ride with Joe in November 2020. And that is a look at some of your Southern political stories here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. When we come back on the Y'all Show, again, we're going to be visiting with teen author Gracie Dix, a 11th grade student from Dallas, Texas, and her new book is Welcome to Superhero School. We're going to have a fun conversation with this youngster. It's going to be oh so good. Stay with us for that interview. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $35.42 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan.
topics are on our mind. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. John Rawl on the show that covers everything Southern and literature is something that we love to talk about. And I know all y'all like to read a good book. And that includes your young'uns out there. All you youngsters out there that are sitting at home. And I know you're only doing schoolwork 30 minutes out of the day now that you're stuck at home because of the coronavirus. We've got a book just for you that's just about to come out. In fact, it's coming out today. It's Superheroes Day. And we've got the author of this book that's kind enough to come on the Y'all Show. And she is a high school student. And we're glad that Gracie Dix is going to be our guest right now on the show that's all about the South. And she's checking in from Dallas, Texas, where she's got this book hitting stores today. And she has another book already in her repertoire. And she's on the Y'all Show right now. Hello, Gracie. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I am doing good. Congratulations on this new book hitting at, hitting stores you. and hitting websites. And you've just been a busy bee. In fact, here in 2020, let me brag on you. This isn't your first book to come out in this year alone. This is the second book, and we're already uh, we're only into the month of April. My goodness. Yes, it is the second one. <laughs> yeah. And so when did you start writing? When did you discover this talent that you have? Well, I think I've always had had the talent, but um, I started writing this. Uh, I started writing Welcome to Superhero School, I think, a year and a half ago. Okay. And that that's actually your, is that your one that's out today, your new one? Welcome? Um, yes. There, okay. I think, well, Welcome to Superhero School is coming out April 28th. Yes. Okay. So next Tuesday. Right. But Journey to Superhero School is the prequel, and that's out on Amazon Kindle right okay. now. Okay. Yeah, you've been very busy, and you've got these two books, both of that, that name Superhero School as part of it. So Superheroes, and as I said, we're running this here on Superheroes Day 2020, April 28th. And what exactly, for those who may not be familiar with Superheroes, what exactly is Superheroes Day, and how are you celebrating, Gracie? Well, um, Superhero Day is where you celebrate your favorite superhero. It could be someone in your life or someone in a comic book or a TV show. Um, Just anyone who you consider a superhero. And I think I'm going to celebrate that that by launching my book. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty good idea here on Superhero Day 2020. Who are some of your superheroes growing up? Some of your favorite heroes superheroes as in um actual superheroes or both i really i I was thinking of more of the the cartoon or movie heroes but sure go the floor is yours well a cartoon or a movie hero superhero that i really love uh i love the flash okay the flash is so cool um and then someone in my life who has helped me grow up well multiple someones would obviously be my family oh but i think all of my friends they are all superheroes and i'm really blessed to have them in my life very good answer if i were a teacher and i were your teacher right now gracie you would have just made an a so congratulations this is the first a i've ever given out (laughs) 
Thank you. Now, you are a high school student. What grade are you in, and how are you adjusting to this whole stay-at-home, shelter-in-place? Um, well, I am a junior, so 11th grade, and it hasn't really been that hard to adjust. Um, it's been less stressful. Really? Somehow. But it hasn't really been that hard to adjust. I'm just kind of going through life. But um, the online classes, that has been pretty great. It's been really smooth okay. so far. Well, you're an 11th grader, which meant that in most cases you might be getting ready to go to a prom. Are you going to be okay without going to a prom here this year? I don't mind that. <laughs> well, well, we'll work it in there. Maybe by July, August, somewhere, some of these schools will be offering something like that to get things somewhat back to normal. We're visiting with author Gracie Dix here on today's Y'all Show. She's the author of two books that have already hit these shelves and online here in the year 2020. And she's got this little niche there. The superheroes is what she's very good at writing. And you've got a lot of fans already with your second book hitting stores here this week. And what's it like now that you're this successful writer with two books already in your young career to have people come up and say, Gracie, that that's a fantastic book. When are you going to get busy writing another one? Well, um, it's, um, I don't know. It's really, it's really thrilling, I guess, yeah. to have this experience. Um, it's just, I, I guess I feel really great knowing that there's a lot of people around, even people around the world who are supporting me. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I'm writing the second book right now, so I'm writing the prequel. I mean, what? No, I'm no. sorry. See, you've already forgotten how many books you've written. That's the sign you're a good author when you've already <laughs> kind of gone on and beyond. I'm writing the sequel right now, and okay. I think it's going to be really interesting. Well, we're putting up on our y'all, y'all.com Facebook page an image of the covers of the Superhero School, as, again, you've had these two, The Journey and also, welcome to Superhero School, the brand new book. Great books. This latest one, around 300 pages in length, available on Toast, as they have these books that you could check out. 300-page book. Gracie, that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> Thank you. I am very... I'm very impressed with myself, too, <laughs> honestly. I think you took it easy on that first one. I believe the first one's a little less than 100 pages. So you, we got we got our money's worth out of you, the second book. <laughs> what is the yeah. the theme behind the Superhero School series? What Tell us, for those who aren't quite able to get the book in their hand, well, one of them's not even available until right now. What's the overall theme of what you're writing here in your books, Gracie? Well... The theme would be, um, if we're talking about universal themes, it would be more of a friendship and a teamwork kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And some of your characters that you highlight here in your book kind of set it up for us that have not had a chance to read your book yet. Who are some of your, your heroes of your superheroes book? Um. You want me to name the characters? The the main ones. The, who who do we need to go ahead and kind of be on the lookout for when we pick up a copy of your new book? Well, um, the first two that appear are the main ones. Um, 
Oliver and Jessica Fletcher. That's what their names are. Um, Oliver can fly, and uh, they both have this power where they can sense things that are going on. So they can sense how they feel. They can sense when something's wrong because Oliver and Jessica are twins. And uh, Jessica, she has a force field. And again, the super sense, but they find out later in the book that they, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but they find out that, yeah, I won't. They find (laughs) out there's something a little more special to their powers. Ah, okay. And this, again, this new book, you call it a sequel to the debut. Is that right? The one that I'm writing currently is a sequel. Okay. And then Welcome to Superhero School is the first book in the Vork Chronicles. Ah, okay. Now, how in the world, and again, this is more of a compliment than a question, how in the world does a 11th grade author who... As we found out from you, you actually kind of started working on this even before you hit 11th grade. How do you go from concept to putting it on paper and having the fortitude and the determination to finish it out when you're distracted, as I assume you would be being an 11th grader, from all the other fun things that you could be doing? How do you sit in your room or bedroom or wherever you do this thing and hammer it out and finish the deal? Well, I started working on it on my school computer, so I would mostly write when I was at school okay. um, and not paying attention to my teachers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> I would mostly write when the lesson was done and I didn't really have anything to do in my classes, and I would start to write. Okay. And uh, it does take a lot of determination to pull through to go from thinking that you're going to do it and then doing it and then finishing it. It just, you just, I mean, you just have to know that you're doing what you love. It's kind of a passion. I really love to write and I love all things fantasy. So superheroes. (laughs) Well, if you're an 11th grader and you're already writing two books and they're already in the, in the can, as they say in the biz, you've got to give some credit. I'm sure I know you're talented, but somebody helped you along the way with your penmanship did you have some really good advice on writing books at some point from someone? Um, well, my editor, okay. she, uh, during the editing process, I, so when I was done with the book and it was time for the editing process, I thought to myself, I don't need to change anything. Obviously this is perfect, but I was, <laughs> I was wrong. Um, I, I did need to change things. I needed to add things. I needed to correct a lot of mistakes because there were a lot of grammatical errors in the first draft. Okay. Um, I learned to be more flexible for sure with change really to okay. anything because I'm a very stubborn person naturally. So <laughs> yeah, I don't believe I that. From my editor. I don't believe that. I think you're uh you're quite talented and a talented Texan. We're visiting with author Gracie Dix, an 11th grade author. As you can see, if you're watching our YouTube channel or our Facebook Live broadcast, the latest book is Welcome to Superhero School, and that follows Journey to Superhero School. Both have come out right here in 2020. That is 
again, I can't stress it enough. Do you realize, Gracie, most people in their lives never write not only a book. I don't think most people even write a newspaper column. And so you've got quite an accomplishment right there. You've written a book. You've written two books. You're already working on a third book. And you're not even out of the 11th grade. We salute you here on the Y'all Show. You're one talented Texan. (laughs) Thank you. So tell me about the, you finished this, again, nearly 300-page book, Welcome to Superhero School. I know if you didn't, you should have. I know you had to do something to celebrate. What did you do? What did I do to celebrate? Because <laughs> um, if you didn't, well, not, now's not really a good time to go out and celebrate since most of the country shut down. But we, we need to get you maybe on your launch date. Again, here on Superhero yeah. Day, you need to have a party of some type, a launch party. Definitely. So what's a launch party for Gracie Dix look like? What, what do you want brought in for your big party? Well, right now, um, I really wish that my friends could come, but social distancing. Um, I don't know. Well, in these conditions, maybe just having my family there and... I don't know. I'm a very sentimental person. So really just having my family around my dogs and just being where I am in the moment. That's a huge celebration for me. Well, you talk about being an influence and helping out others and, and people again can check out this book. You, you can certainly be an old fogey like yours truly, or maybe you're an old fogey watching this right now or listening to us. But if you're a young fogey, then you can enjoy all of these superhero books as well. What ages would you say would would the kids be who start picking up your books? What age is a good range to start out with your superhero school, the the whole trilogy that we know you're working on? Well, it's middle grade. Okay. Um, and really any age, as long as they can read, okay. can pick up my book. And even if they can't read, they can have someone read it to, to okay. them. Um, I don't think there's really a limit, an age limit on reading. Okay. It really depends on what you like. I just didn't know if it was a little bit above maybe a three-year-old to read this thing, but it's a good bedtime story, as you just pointed out there. So <laughs> check it out again. She's a up-and-coming author, and she's got this new series that you can check out, the Welcome to Superhero School, Journey to Superhero School. Toast has these available at Amazon.com. You also have a website. Is it GracieDix.com, your website? It is, And yes. her first name is G-R-A-C-I-E-D-I-X.com. You can order from there and learn more about this unbelievably talented writer, Gracie Dix, out of the Metroplex of Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas. And do you see yourself ultimately moving away from the superhero school and going on to, let's say, write about uh, other other exciting things in life is that something you you have the talent in your opinion at this 11th grade age to do well i love writing about anything fantasy so i think um maybe i'm gonna when i finish the sequel i might take a little break and then i don't know i might either go back on one of my other stories okay or i might just write another one 
Okay. Well, hey, keep going back to the well if you're able to. A guy named John Grisham has kind of carved out a pretty good niche, although he has gone off from time to time and write. I think he wrote about baseball in one book and some other things. I think J.K. Rowling has a pretty good thing going with what she's got going. And you are our Southern author, and so we're pulling for you in all your endeavors. And get back to work on those books because we know we're keeping you here on the Y'all Show And we can't thank you enough for coming on as our very special author, our young author, and her books are available, including here on this Superhero Day. Gracie Dix, thank you for coming on today's Y'all Show, and we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you so much for letting me. (laughs) All right. We enjoyed talking to you. More of the Y'all Show will be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Go get you one of Gracie's books. They're, They're a great read. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. And we are back for hour two of the Tuesday Y'all Show. Good to be with you for the ride. And want to thank again our hour one special guest we had there toward the end of the hour. Teen author Gracie Dix out of Dallas, Texas in her new book, Welcome to Superhero School. Hey, our book talk is not ending with Gracie. We have another book that we're going to spotlight in the next segment. Serial Griller is a brand new book from author Matt Moore, and it's all about grilling. Matt Moore has been all over television. I've seen him on Fox News Channel. I've seen him on, I think, CNN Headline News, and he's been on a bunch of local shows. He's a Middle Tennessee-based author and writer and a pilot and a whole lot more. And Matt Moore 
Moore is going to join Matt Hearman's, our barrister of Bodace's Barbecue. Yours truly, Matt Hearman's and Matt Moore all together in a fun little spotlight of Matt Moore, what he's got going on in the barbecue writing world. All that is part of his new book, Serial Griller. And that spotlight is coming up in the next segment here on today's Y'all Show. Boy, does that sound delish. Yes, it does. We're going to start out this hour of the Y'all Show before we get into grilling talk. We're going to talk a little sports as part of our sports lanyard and an update here as we start out our sports headlines. We told you on Monday's show, Tulane basketball player Tashawn Hightower arrested and charged with murder over the weekend in the Atlanta area. And now his attorney representing the former Tulane basketball player, as well as his brother, Jeffrey Hightower, they the attorney saying that they fired the gun that killed 24-year-old man back on April 8th. And they did this in self-defense as Tashawn Hightower was green, the green wave of Tulane's leading scorer this past season. He was arrested Saturday and charged with felony murder, aggravated assault, possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, and battery following an investigation into this fatal shooting that happened in Stockbridge, Georgia, earlier in April. Hightower and his brother were being held without bond in the Henry County Jail on Monday. And again, their attorney says that this was in self-defense as the attorney went on to say the woman that said Tashawn pulled out a turquoise and a black handgun out of his pocket she ran into the apartment and hid behind the wall next to the door and it's it's a very confusing story here but yes more and more coming out in Henry County Georgia with this former college basketball player who had NBA hopes and he's now at least through his attorney claiming it was done in self-defense in this shooting in Georgia earlier this month a sign of the coronavirus the the Clemson Tiger football program has canceled all athletic camps there in Clemson South Carolina this summer and that comes two weeks after coach Dabo Sweeney's football camp where Tiger coaches have the chance to meet prep athletes and watch them work out together yeah that's where this happens in the summer and now clemson has canceled all in-person on-campus athletic and academic camps because of the coronavirus so it's not just the athletic camps there at clemson university it's also all the other academic type things of which yours truly is a alumnus of an academic camp at clemson as a teenager i went to forestry camp there as a youngster and did it convince me to go into the world of forestry no but i did learn about the loblolly pine during my week-long trip to clemson university as a youngster clemson announced its decision on monday said the school will remain closed until may 8th so nothing going on at clemson whatsoever and i know Dabo swinney was the coach a couple weeks ago that plainly said that yes we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to go as if we were going to have a 2020 football season and our guys will be here unless i get told otherwise well Dabo's not looking good for clemson as of right now if you're canceling all your camps where these are big money makers for colleges including clemson with all the kids coming in for athletic camps or in this case some of those academic camps and unfortunately if you had a kid plan to go to clemson here this summer clemson's already coming out canceling and chances are just about all of our collegiate camps might end up getting canceled 
this is not in the south but the university of kansas is making some pay cuts and this affects two guys with southern roots southern connections former oklahoma state cowboy player bill self who's the head coach of the rock chalk jayhawk basketball program and of course lsu's former coach les miles is the football coach in lawrence kansas and jeff long the ad at kansas is now having his staff take a 10% salary reduction for the next six months in an effort to save the athletic department nearly a half million dollars. Going to save $500,000 as his contract, which includes a $1.5 million in annual base salary with $200,000 covered by the university. He's also going to have a little pay cut for himself. And if Kansas, a Power 5 school, is making these kind of cuts to save a half million dollars you know this is going on at almost every level of collegiate athletics athletics right now especially at rock chalk jayhawk ku now if you tuned in and saw the nfl draft here this past week you saw players like jake Fromm of georgia go to the buffalo bills you even saw utah state aggie qb love go to the green bay packers and some other quarterback goings on and even on sunday Jameis winston who had been the starting quarterback for the last few years at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He signs a contract with the New Orleans Saints. The Saints firmly have their backfield set up at QB with not only him, but also Taysom Hill and Drew Brees there in the Big Easy. What about that other team that's had a little quarterback controversy here in the offseason, the Carolina Panthers of the NFC South? Well, Cam Newton was essentially let go about a month ago from the Panthers. And he hasn't landed on an NFL roster to date. He didn't land before the draft. He hasn't come out and landed a spot after the draft. And a lot of questions about, is Cam Newton going to play at all here in 2020? And CBS Sports has come out with an article penned by Cody Benjamin. The landing spots, the potential 10 random teams that could find a home for Cam Newton after the draft is now in the books. So some of the teams that people thought Cam Newton could end up being a player for, the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Bills are the ones that went out and got Jake Fromm. Also, Matt Barkley is there backing up Josh Allen. So the Bills don't seem to be a good fit for Cam Newton. What about the Chicago Bears? The Bears. As the Bears traded for Nick Foles in the offseason, and they seem to be good there. Matt Nagy and company on Chicago, they, they might could make a spot for a Cam, but Right now, it looks like Foles and the other quarterback there for the Bears should should be in good shape on the QB position. What about Cam Newton's old boss, Ron Rivera, who went to be the new head coach at the Washington Redskins? And Coach Rivera, he's got Dwayne Haskins as his starter, but he's also traded for Kyle Allen, who was a Panthers backup behind Cam Newton, who came in and did quite well for a couple of games until he had a little interception problem midway through the season. And it looks like Cam Newton would be behind Kyle Allen on the Redskins depth chart if he was brought into the nation's capital. Unlikely choices, according to this CBS Sports article, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott trying to figure out if he wants to sign a contract or not. (laughs) But the Cowboys seem to be okay there from a QB perspective. The Denver Broncos, Jeff Driscoll has landed a two-year deal to back up Drew Locke there in the offseason. So not likely that you'll see Cam Newton in a orange and navy outfit of the Denver Broncos. What about the Jags, the Carolina Panthers' fellow 1995 addition to the NFL? 
as the Jags traded Nick Foles, and then they added Jake Laton into the sixth round, ensuring Gardner Minshew will get a shot to be the starting quarterback here in 2020. I would say the Jags might have the best spot of all of getting Cam Newton. Also, the New England Patriots could be a place that Cam Newton could find, but they've got Jacoby Brissett coming in from the Colts, and I think that they should be looking at him perhaps. I think they'll try to get somebody else to go to New England, perhaps in a in a little free agency move here. Other teams that are still possible, according to CBS Sports and their article, is the Arizona Cardinals, someone to come around and play with Kyler Murray, the Chargers of L.A. Sure, they've got Justin Herbert of Oregon coming down to be maybe the heir apparent, but he may, meet, may need a little extra time. So the Chargers could be a home for Cam Newton and then Cam Newton and Russell Wilson could be together in Seattle as a possibility, as Seattle right now has no confirmed backup for Russell Wilson this year. That is a real possibility there. So I would say maybe the the Seahawks and the Jacksonville Jaguars might just be the top contenders for a Cam Newton backup role if these teams are willing to give him a shot. I still think Cam's got some major health questions, and it looks like the Panthers might have known that. And therefore, they weren't quite willing to risk millions of dollars on some kind of contract to keep him around if if he was going to be a hobbled quarterback going into the 2020 season. Now, a a news note coming out of the world of NASCAR. Matt Kenseth, he's coming out of retirement, and he's going to replace Kyle Larson at Chip Gassani Racing. As Kyle Kyle Larson, you might remember, had the little incident playing his video game the other day where he let the N-word go. And he's been essentially fired from Chip Ganassi Racing. And it looks like he might be fired from NASCAR, uh, maybe permanently, the way NASCAR seems to go these days and their hyper-political correctness state, it seems, at times. But yeah, Matt Kenseth, the former Cup Series champion, who most recently ran 15 races for Roush Fenway Racing back in 2018, coming back online as a NASCAR driver. Kenseth is 48 years old, and he's going to replace the recently terminated Larson in the number 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing when the season resumes, when and if the season resumes. So, yeah, Kenseth brings 18 years of experience behind the wheel and a total of 39 Cup Series wins to the table. Two of those wins came in the Daytona 500 as he retired from racing back in 2017 before coming back to drive a couple of races, uh, 15 total for Roush Fenway Racing in that 2018 season. And he's already getting some nice feedback from his fellow NASCAR drivers. Kurt Busch putting out a Twitter statement saying, extremely proud of the decision we made at the CGR teams to pick a past NASCAR champion to elevate our game. Matt Kenseth will be an asset right away, and I can't wait to get back to racing with an old teammate friend. Matt Kenseth, welcome back to be a NASCAR driver, all because somebody else said something they really shouldn't have said, and they're getting a heavy, heavy penalty for it. How about the the ever, ever awesome Vin Scully, the Los Angeles and Brooklyn Dodgers broadcasting icon? Unfortunately, Vin Scully, he had a recent fall at home and had to be hospitalized, but he's now resting comfortably if i could only have the pipes that vin scully the 92 year old who retired back in 2016 following 67 years in the broadcast booth with the dodgers that goes back to the time they were in brooklyn 
even helped call the World Series for them and the the old Brooklyn Dodgers. And then he went on to be with the L.A. Dodgers. And, of course, you know him from his many years of national television as part of, I think, NBC mostly, perhaps CBS too. But Vin Scully now resting comfortably after a, a fall injured him at his home, which often happens. He said in a statement, my sincerest thanks to the L.A. County firemen and women who come to the rescue and always seem to be there when we need and to the excellent administration, doctors and nurses of the Los Robles Hospital. I am so extremely grateful for their help and selfless service. I'm home resting comfortably with my wife and we are both eagerly awaiting the time for Dodger baseball. <laughs> 92-year-old Ben Scully, not a Southerner, but we'll go ahead and give him the Honorable Southerner declaration here on today's y'all show what a voice what a what a gentleman of major league baseball fame vin scully and that will wrap up our quick look at sports landing up here on today's y'all show we're going to go into the sport of grilling in the next segment hang on we got the author of the brand new book serial griller matt moore is coming on we'll also be joined by our barbecue barrister matt hermans we're going to have a delicious conversation talking about grilling and more with more and hermans and johnny boy raw all that coming up right here on the y'all show have you wanted to speak a new language but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time then go to babble.com download the app and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, and tiredness, 2-3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. Coleman Grill 
We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we just catch a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party like the pre-party And after the party's the after party At the parking lot party It is the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent John Rawl, glad to have you back here. It's time to go barbecue grilling with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. And on today's Y'all Show, boy, do we have something extra special on the grill for you. In addition to Matt Hermans on with us on today's Y'all Show, we have a certified, bona fide grilling expert joining Matt Hermans. And that's Matt Moore. Matt has the brand new book that's out called Serial Griller. It just came out last week, and he was supposed to go on the Today Show, and he's choosing today, today, to come on the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. So let's go on, and we'll have our first dual video chat, if you happen to be watching us right now, at y'all.com or on y'all.com on Facebook. And welcome in both of these, what I call barristers and grillers of perfection Matt Hermans and Matt Moore to the Y'all Show. Matt, hello, Matt, both of you. Hey, good morning, guys. Good afternoon, I should say. Good morning, good afternoon. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Thank you both for coming on the Y'all Show. That's Matt Moore, by the way, right there, if you're watching our Facebook or y'all.com stream right now. And he's based out of Nashville. And again, his new book is Serial Griller. And Matt Hermans, let me hear from you, sir. How are you, John? Happy to be here. All right. Well, we're glad to have you on here as you're checking in as well as you normally do. And we're both Matt Hermans and yours truly, John, are going to be asking Matt more questions right here. And if you have a question or comment for our author and expert, you talk about a renaissance man. Okay, let me list off Matt Hermans. I don't know if you can stomach all the things our guest is capable of doing. He's an author. He's a chef. He is a cook. He is a musician. He's a pilot. He's a host of various TV entre, uh, entrepreneurial things. He's an adventurer. He's He calls himself, Matt, he calls himself a Southern gentleman. Now, you and I thought we were, but this guy, he declares it loud and proud that he's a Southern gentleman. So, good Lord, Matt, you and I are way, way outranked on this one. Hey, John, let me, let me stop you in real life right now. Okay. While you guys talk about me and talk about that intro, no joke, my my four-year-old needs a little assistant in the ba- assistance in the bathroom. Okay, well, you um, go do that, while, Matt, Matt. While you respond to that, I'll be back in like 30 seconds, hey, okay? The so beauty of live, say about that live is broadcasting. All right, Matt's going to take a quick break. So right back to the other Matt Hermans. Uh, Matt, you've been called away on duties like that before. I think you can add um, incredible uh, father to the list of uh, <laughs> of accolades. There, I I, I am completely uh, and absolutely. Um, I'm back. Can relate, can relate to that. Um, I've been on baby duty myself here since the virus smacked down. So hey, 
when when it calls, when the kiddo calls, when you got to roll, that's that's what a uh, that's what that's what you got to do. So, uh, well, I've right. done a lot of broadcasting before, and uh, we've not had something like that happen. But Matt Moore says he's back. So, Matt, the big question here, we got to ask Matt Moore. Obviously, that wasn't a number one or a number two. It must have been a zero point five. You just had to deal with. Yeah, it was uh, somewhere in between, but uh, we're all remedied now. So, okay, thanks for. Uh, Keeping the, the words kind while I had to step away for uh, the real duty. I think your kid just didn't want, me, want to hear me bragging about all that daddy does. Let me let me repeat that. Author, chef, entrepreneur, cook, musician, host, pilot, adventurer, and maybe most importantly, Southern gentleman. Oh, yeah, he's a, a father as well. We're talking to Matt Moore, whose brand new book is Serial Griller. Now, that follows several other barbecue and grilling-related books. How about this? Have Her Over for Dinner? That was, I think, his debut. Then he had Southern Gentleman's Kitchen. Then the South's Best Butts. Now, that's one heck of a name for a book. And then this brand new book, Serial Griller. So, Matt, congratulations. When we talk about the author part of your life, man, four books already in the smoker. Way to go. Thank you so much, man. It's um, super fortunate to do what I do and uh, always enjoy telling stories. So, so, certainly, thanks for having me on. How did you get involved with turning your love of writing and grilling and kind of combining it into one happy smoking sensation? Uh, well, I, you know, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and, and like most Nashvilleians, did a, a tour of duty in the music business. And um, you know, during that time, I was always the one that would travel and move wherever we were and realized that I had more fun cooking friends for the after party than I did uh, playing music. And you know, I, I learned early on that most of, most guys my age didn't really truthfully know how to cook, and that's why we uh, wrote "Have Her Over for Dinner" was kind of a ploy to get guys in the kitchen to cook for girls. Southern Gentleman's Kitchen was the excuse that you can always go hunting and fishing and still cook that food. And then, of course, when I ran out of my own recipes, then that's when I went out on the road to track down some of the South's best butts and some more cereal grillers so that we could continue to um, to add more culture and, and more recipes to the story. I like that combination. And Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister, he has gotten an advanced copy of your new book, Serial Griller. And Matt, I think you'll agree with me, Matt Hermans, that is, not only does it have plenty of great places to go around and check out, but man, does it have great photography to go along on the ride. Yeah, man, I, I love, I love, uh, I love the book, and I cannot wait to sit down and go page by page through it again. Um, I think it, pretty, pretty amazing um, what we just heard from from uh, Matt Moore about, uh, and I think he's right. I don't know uh, our ages here, but I bet you we're close in age, and he's he's uh, he's correct. Not a lot of folks, particularly guys, but. Uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot of guys know their way around a grill or a smoker. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it's nice to know. It's nice to know how to do it. It's a heck of a lot of fun. And people, um, you know, women, <laughs> for sure, they like somebody who knows their way around a grill. So I like that idea. That's really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, the book's fantastic. Uh, not just, I would say, not just for folks who love barbecuing and love grilling, but I think you could – you probably couldn't, uh, if you're not even interested in that, you could probably enjoy that book. Yes, and that, again, the new book, Serial Griller. When did you kind of start working on this newest book, Matt Moore? You know, uh, books are, are strange animals because they, they take several years to bring to life. Um, 
we published South's Best Butts in 2017, and um, I always kind of joke around. It's been like a two-year process. Um, we actually wrote Serial Griller um, summer of 2018. It just took a little bit longer to find uh, the right home and, and get it to market. Obviously, we're bringing, bringing it to a market in a, in a very interesting time with people uh, not being able to patronize events in their local stores. So thankful for you guys to have me on today to kind of chat it through. And, you know, truth be told, like my, my greatest joy as a writer is telling other people's stories. Um, I usually love being made fun of. And when you when you give an intro like that, like, I can tell that it's been written by a publicist and not myself. Um, I really enjoy the idea of uh, getting out on the road. And, and especially right now, you know, Serial Griller has uh, two of the country's last James Beard uh, best chefs in the country winners. A guy named, by the name of Michael Salmanoff up in uh, Philadelphia and then Ashley Christensen in Raleigh, North Carolina. So you have the top of the game being represented. And then you have uh, folks like the Hoovers in Greenwood, Mississippi. And to me, that like, you know, dichotomy of, of different, um, you know, cultures and experiences is really strong. And, and, and we're all struggling right now, especially in the restaurant business. So it's fun to be able to actually really shed a light on these stories that I, I care so much about and the people by showcasing who they are. And, and hopefully if you're at home, you get to read about them, you get to cook their recipes. And my hope is that once we get through with all this, uh, you go patronize their places to, to make sure that they get through this. Matt Moore, I know one of the things that you're listed as part of your attributes, you're a pilot, and you sure put that pilot expertise to use in this new book, Serial Griller, as you went all kinds of places i'm about to show a graphic here of just some of the many places and sort of the glossary of where all you went but how long have you been a pilot and how much air mileage did you put in here putting cereal griller to bed yeah i mean i've been flying now i guess um for myself for about five years but i grew up around general aviation and uh we traveled ten thousand miles uh in this book not all by air but as much as we could because I do have a family at home and, you know, when the weather's right, uh, like the time travel. So fortunate to have a great photographer, Andrea Behrens, who shot, uh, this book and the last book, the South's best butts, which I have to caution you is not a calendar. It's actually a cookbook about barbecue. Um, you know, so we, we really hit our groove. And, um, I think part of the storytelling is, you know, there's adventure to everything that we do. I kind of want you as the reader to sit, in the right seat in a cockpit of a small plane as we're traveling to all these rural and big destinations to meet these great characters. And, um, you know, to me, it's always been kind of a, a TV show and a cookbook. Uh, so I'm always haggling my publisher about putting aviation photos. I think I'm the only person that's writing cookbooks with aviation photos and I'm actually quite proud of it. Well, one of the things I noticed with your book is you kind of break it into three different parts. You've got the grilling guide, then the grill masters, and then the killer recipes for everything on the grill. That is a really unique way of, of making a book flow there. And you talk about some of the grill masters. If you don't mind, give us a little little heads up on some of the people featured here, again, in this brand new book, Serial Griller. Yeah, so as I mentioned, yeah, you know, for me, I, I honestly think that like diversity is one of the strongest things that makes us such a great country. And, you know, one of the commonalities that we have, it doesn't matter your race or religion or where you come from. Uh, we all come from different places. And, and one thing that we all celebrate is that uh, food can be made better over fire. Um, so we do feature two of the last James Beard chefs, uh, as I mentioned, Michael Solomon off at Zahab in Philadelphia, Ashley Christensen in Raleigh, North Carolina, from a place called in Texas which is a perfect title for a restaurant to be featured in Cereal Griller. 
Um, but folks like Sylvester and, and Mary Hoover at Hoover's Grocery in Greenwood, Mississippi, a gentleman by the name of Jerry Baird, who's a chuck wagon cook in Comanche County, Texas, Margie's Grill in New Orleans, uh, Cadillac in Atlanta. You know, I'm always trying to seek out just big characters who are bringing um, different styles of cuisine and making it authentically theirs, but also showcasing that, um, you know, they're doing a lot of good for the places that they are. Houston, Texas, you know, Nashville, Tennessee is where I live. And we were just hit by the tornado here March 2nd. It was an incredible experience just to see our community come together. But one of my favorite places we visited was a place called Fajita Go-Go, which was a live fired fajitas. And Matt, you understand like, Fajitas properly made are always grilled over a mesquite hardwoods. And they're doing that as a to-go concept, not as a sit-down restaurant. But in 2016, when, you know, Houston was ravaged by the flood, um, they were one of the few places that actually was not affected. A lot of their staff was sleeping in the restaurant. And once they were able to actually kind of get up and and, and stand on their knees and stand on their feet, uh, they were actually cooking for all the first responders and the medical team. So, you know, there's a lot of great gems that you don't just – think that you're going to encounter when you're going out and, and meeting these people. But I always say that everybody has a story to tell, and it's my job to kind of pull it from them. This is like a presidential debate. Matt Hermans, he called your name out, so you've got to give him a response. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's right about he's right about fajitas. Um, there's no doubt about it. It's got to be cooked over mesquite wood. It's got to be a real fire, too. Uh, not supposed to be a cooktop. So he's, you know. Definitely got the the bona fides there on on the fajitas. I think one of the cool things, uh, Matt, that you're that you're talking about, and I think it's apropos this time that we're having in the country right now, is uh, all the places that you're uh, that you're kind of talking about. The places you go are, you know, at the end of the day, they're small businesses, and they're, um, uh, you know, this is this is the type of business right now that's, that's really struggling. Um, so I think it's a great thing, um, particularly if folks want to get the book and kind of look at things, you know, as soon as the country opens up and it will open up, uh, it's great to go out and support some of these small businesses. You know, some, you know, these are not giant, uh, these are one, two, three, you know, maybe a little bit more uh, man and woman operations and um, kind of the backbone of really good food across the South and across the country for sure. And um, I think that's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it's apropos right now. It's kind of a weird time to be talking about stuff, but let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned, you know, Greenwood, Mississippi. These are some places that people have never, I, I've been there. I like the Mississippi Delta. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Delta, uh, but a lot of folks were, are not going to be able to hop in a plane and go to some of these particularly small places, Houston, you know, millions of people, Nashville, big city, places like that. But what are some of the, what are some of the smaller places you went that you thought were most interesting? I, I'm curious about that. I know Greenwood is a unique place, um, right on the river there, and the Viking, uh, the Viking stove stuff is still there. So it's kind of a destination for some folks. But what are some of the smaller areas you went to that you thought were the most interesting? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Delta to me, I think, is probably the most interesting place. Um, perhaps maybe not just in the country, but, you know, in, in the Northern hemisphere. I mean, it's, it's a place that um, is still filled with mystery and, 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 and a lot of history that, you know, arguably was probably built on the wrong side of history, but the people there are so, um, so incredible. And, and I think when you get to a town like that, you meet a couple like Sylvester and Ann that um, are truly feeding their community. And this is a small grocery store that if you've never uh, been to a rural South uh, if you think you've been to the rural South, you need to go to the Delta and it will redefine the rural South for you. But um, it's a place where people take care of each other. 
And uh, in that community on a Saturday, you got a lot of folks, a lot of moms and dads who have kids um, that are going to work and the kids, you know, are, are walking into that grocery store and they're hungry. Uh, they don't have adult supervision and they, they rely on folks like Sylvester and Ann to cook them up a burger or a hot dog and, and send them home. And, and one of the things that I remember is I never saw the cash register ring as those kids came in. And so, you know, these are people that are running a business in a small town that are actually feeding the kids of the community. They know the parents, um, but they're just, you know, using food as that medium to take care of each other. And, and I think that's one of the most poignant stories that we captured um, in this book. You know, we traveled to a lot of small towns throughout uh, a grilling book and a barbecue book, the one that preceded it. Um, and, and to me, it's, it's kind of that good mix between what happens in the, in the most urban environments like Philadelphia to a place like Greenwood, Mississippi. And the commonality is that um, we all are, are made better by cooking and sharing great food. Well said, well said. We're talking with Matt Moore, and we've got more to talk about after this break. You hang on because we're going to be right back and wrap up our conversation and wrap up this y'all show as we'll continue to talk about the various books that Matt's put out and find out more about some of his grilling tips. we got our barbecue barrister. He's right there, Matt Hermans, And we're going to wrap up our conversation with Matt and Matt, and that's coming up right after this break. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $35.42 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease. New line of service and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee. Taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard. Requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. Well, I wished I was a catfish. Swimming in the deep blue sea I have all you pretty women now 
And we are Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, powered by Y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. John Rawl back here for the final segment. We've got our very special guest. That's plural. We've got Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister. And, of course, our very special, special guest is Matt Moore, who's got the brand new book that's out right now called Cereal Griller. And that follows his other books, Have Her Over for Dinner. I might need to learn something there in that one. Southern Gentleman's Kitchen and maybe the best book title I've seen in a long time, The South's Best Butts. Oh, yeah. Looking good. Looking good. And he's now on his fourth book with Serial Griller. And Matt's now back here, the Nashville resident, Atlanta, Georgia native, on now for the final segment as he's an author, he's a pilot, he's a chef, he's a cook. And I got to ask him, with all the other things that he's known for, Matt Moore, what is the difference between a chef and a cook in your definition since you're both? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't technically claim myself as a chef because I'm not I'm not formally trained. So okay. I think for a lot of the folks that um, you know went through a formal education, obviously you could be a, a chef by working your way up in the restaurant. But uh, for me, I'm just a, a cook, and, and there's probably another word that I say about myself when it comes to telling uh, too many stories that we all. Okay. Well, your, your website also lists you as a Southern gentleman, and that's something that we're very tickled to have you on here on today's Y'all Show. Matt Hermans is our also guy that comes on here on the Y'all Show. He's our barbecue barrister, and barbecue barrister Matt Hermans. want to get your take here as we have Matt Moore on with us. Your, you had a chance to look over the book, and he went all those places, but he's also got a, a great insider's perspective on that, and and how would you how would you evaluate his book thus far from what you've seen? I love it. Like I said before, um, I think it's the kind of book for somebody like me who absolutely loves. And Matt put it in a, a great way. He said, "You know, everything can be made better over fire," and that's that's a great way to encapsulate both barbecue and grilling, um, which he has uh, distinguished between before, which which there is a difference between, but. What I like about the book, first of all, I love the locations. I, I, I am, I love travel and and, and not just uh, physical travel, but I like being able to read and get into uh, articles, books, things of that nature that take you to a different place, that give you kind of a different feeling, different experience. I love it. I think it's awesome. That book, uh, the book that Matt has, has created, is not just a grilling book, but it's a travel book. It's a book about people and places. And, and different um, different areas uh, across the South. So I think that's awesome. I also think the coolest thing about it, like I said before, and I'll reiterate, I think it's a book that you can enjoy even if you're not somebody who's going to get out on the grill or fire up the smoke or even if you're living in an apartment or a condo or someplace, you can enjoy it. it it's a book about, like I say, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a book about people and places, and I think that's fantastic. So um, what I do like is that uh, – I did want to ask Matt, as someone who uh, you talk about an impressive resume, I want to know what um, what is your favorite thing, and we'll t- we'll stick with grilling because John and I have talked about differences between barbecue and grilling. But what is your favorite thing to grill? Well, first off, I, I have to say this: I'm fortunate to be on the Y'all Show where we actually know there's a difference between barbecue and grilling. So thank you, because <laughs> there's a lot of interviews. Uh, including my wife who's from Wisconsin who does still doesn't understand the difference, but it is what it is. I love her anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, man, honestly, my favorite thing, it changes daily because it is something like you got to practice what you preach. 
And one of the, the recipes that I have literally loved throughout this whole idea of being stuck at home, I'm usually on the road a couple hundred days out of the year. I have two young kids. And uh, we have been doing like a spatchcock, like a, a, just a whole chicken in the grill, probably three to four nights a week because we're limiting the time that we're going to the grocery store. So I'm buying whole chickens, cutting out the backbone, you know, doing a version that we have in the book. You know, I might change seasoning here and there. But I, I got to tell you, Matt, like my kids normally would never eat like a chicken leg. And for the past six weeks, like three times a week, they're devouring chicken thighs, chicken legs, and they love it off the grill. And it's just because they love that like crispy skin and the char and the savory flavor. So if I really had to take a, a moment in time, it's just like the, the, the simple things like that, um, salt and pepper, smoke and fire and charcoal that uh, is fun to share as a family dinner. And it's a, it's a $5 family dinner because everybody gets it. Uh, we slice it up, we serve it as a family. And, and it's been a really special moment to celebrate that recipe out of the book. That is that is awesome, Matt. Uh, I'm glad you can hopefully hear the motorcycle in the background. Yeah. Um, to know that we're we're alive. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Only yeah, a only go. a there southern show would have that kind of sound effect. Southern show. Hey, kids in the bathroom, motorcycles. You know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I, I love that spatchcock chicken is really something fantastic. All so right. I would encourage. I hate to interrupt both of you. Okay. Okay, both of you are sort of PhDs in grilling a barbecue. For those who aren't on the PhD level, what the heck is a spatchcock? Is that some kind of Alfred Hitchcock mystery? No, it's just essentially cutting out the backbone of the chicken, right, with a good knife or, or kitchen shears, and then just just breaking the breastbone so it lays flat. So it's kind of like it's an open book. You've got the, the thighs and the legs poking out and the breast meat. So it essentially allows you to... To cook it over direct heat, skin side down to get that nice crispy char on the skin. We move it to indirect heat so it doesn't burn the chicken. It doesn't dry things out until it cooks through. So kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, but getting rid of that backbone allows you to, to cook it more evenly to make sure that the thighs and the leg and the breast is all at the right temperature by the time you pull it off the fire. Makes sense. Makes that's sense. Right. Okay, Matt Hermans. Chicken skin. I mean, that's that's one of the best things in the world. So uh, when you spatchcock it, of course, the, the skin is fantastic. You get that even cook. So congrats on that. That's that's an awesome thing. I encourage people to look at that recipe in the book and give it a try. It's not as scary as you think it is. It's it's a good time, like like Matt said. Definitely. And if you mess it up, it only costs you five bucks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's not a prime rib. You can just get another chicken, right? That's right. <laughs> Now, now, Matt Moore, when Matt Hermans travels, he really goes full throat into barbecuedom. I'm assuming you're of the same mold. You go into an area and you just got to try it all out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, definitely do. And I'm, you know, honestly, I'm uh, Matt. What he does is particularly the, the different areas he's going to and he's focused on is kind of my my dream, if I didn't have this pesky career, you know, making making money for mortgage or something, I'd probably, uh, I'd, I'd love to do more of that. Now, John, you have asked me, uh, you put me on the spot before, um, and I'm going to ask Matt this question. He's a, he's a, he's a grill master as well. And I'm going to, but I'm going to give him an out. So I'm going to ask Matt this gas, charcoal, um, or both, I guess I'll give you the third option there. Um, well, I'm going to be a politician to really not answer your question, but I will tell you, <laughs> in the book, um, 
you know, John, you said it, like we kind of break it up in, in thirds. And one of the first parts is the grooming guy. And I think Matt, you would agree with me, like as we talk about, and John too, like my goal is to get more folks cooking. So I'm not a snob about food writing. Like if you don't know what spatchcock is, then let me introduce you to what it means. So if convenience is king, then you're probably going to lend yourself more towards gas grilling. And, and, I, and I'm totally fine with that. In the book, we actually give instructions in every single recipe for both gas and charcoal, which I, I don't know of another book that actually says, wow. obviously, you're going to sacrifice a little flavor if you go gas. But I, you know, to me, I'm a purist. It's always charcoal. And if I really had the time, it would be burning down hardwoods into embers and using those as my coals. You know, at the same time, there are times in, in my barbecue Q cave, as my wife calls it, I have, uh, you know, I've got egg style smokers. I've got gas grills. I've got charcoal and uh, the kids are, are, are clamoring for that chicken that I might actually fire up the gas knowing that I'm going to sacrifice a little flavor, but I get it, get them dinner in time. And that, and that makes everybody happy. Wrapping up our visit today with Matt Moore, author of the brand new book. It's called Cereal Griller, and that accompanies his other books, Have Her Over for Dinner, Southern Gentleman's Kitchen, and The South's Best Butts. And Matt, you mentioned earlier you've been traveling a lot. You've been traveling for many years with this barbecue thing, so congratulations on that. In fact, as we said, as we started this interview, you were supposed to be on today's show in person, I think, but instead you're on the y'all show today. So no Al Roker. You just got Matt and Johnny Boy here. So we're glad that you made that little switch. But you've been on a bunch of these national shows. In fact, I'm going to roll some footage right now of you a few years back. I think you were on Fox and Friends having a good time there in new york city with that with the smoker and more and that i think you were promoting the south's best butts with that appearance so you're no stranger to being out around the south and around the country promoting your barbecue writing yeah it's definitely uh, something i love you know the south is always my home and uh it's the place i want to be so being able to take one of our greatest exports uh in truth our greatest export i think is our hospitality uh, followed very secondly by our food. So uh, anytime I have the opportunity to do that, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure and joy. The South hospitality and food, that's what the South does. Matt, thank you very much for coming on today's Y'all Show and giving us a little bit of an idea of Cereal Griller, the new book. And Matt Hermans, thank you also for your participation on today's Y'all Show, and we'll look forward to getting you back on here next week, sir. I enjoyed it, man. What a treat. I loved it. All right. Hey, Matt, next time I'm in Galveston, we'll have to cook together. <laughs> that's right. Hit me up. We'll do it. Hey, y'all are, y'all are leaving me out. I'm, that's no fair. I want to be part well, of the you're, fun. You're, like, you're in the backyard over there in Jackson, Tennessee, so we'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, okay. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks for letting me in on your, on your little party. Matt Moore, everybody, go check out the new book, Serial Griller. Well, that will wrap up today's Y'all Show. Thank y'all for being a part of the show again, Matt Moore, coming on. And we also had in the first hour a very, very great teen author in Gracie Dix coming on and a fantastic conversation if you missed it go check it out on our podcast form we'll be right back here on wednesday with country music talk courtesy of precious harris that and acc sports all courtesy of jonathan lifeite right here on the show that's all about the south this is the y'all show Hold up. 
Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B A B B E L.com. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800 Sprint One today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply.